0: Hey, everybody. It's Chris from CRT Sports Cards. And thank you for checking out the audio version of our video series. If you want the full experience, please go to YouTube at YouTube slash CRT Sports Cards. Now, let's get to the podcast. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to my channel and welcome to episode number 40 of the Project 2020 show. A lot to cover today around the market, around pre-orders. Where do I think the cards from Monday are going to land tomorrow morning? At the same time, Roberto and Dwight Gooden just got released. Two fantastic interpretations of their rookie cards. But we're gonna all see these cards differently, but that's what makes this project so great. But first, if you're not subscribed and you want daily news around Project 2026 out of the seven days of the week, hit that subscribe button. So let's jump right into it. It's Tuesday morning. We have four cards out now. We got six more to go. But the one thing that when you think about this project from a visual perspective and how to look at it, I think the one thing that we are not gonna look at things differently on, or we're, gonna, we're not gonna look at this differently, is the way the market is moving right now. Yesterday in the market, there was a tremendous day move forward again in the first player and the second player pricing. There was some you know, downward trend in a couple of cards, but for the most part, everything moved forward. So when, we, when we're looking at this, the market continues to strengthen, and that's only good for everybody altogether. And like I've said it many, many times, if this is an organic growth, and this is slow and steady, not the pump and dump from last month. The other good thing here is that yesterday in the market, at least from what I can see, there was there was no rational or there was no irrational purchasing or people trying to manipulate the market. They're going to come back. They're going to try that again. We need to be vigilant with that. The 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 Ricky Henderson. 760 auction is still on Peak. That's not going to go away, just like the George Brett sales from the other day that are four or 500 bucks, which is why they're that pricing on the Mr. Cartoon is so off at the moment. Those are still there, but it looks like right now that whatever they tried on Saturday or Sunday, whenever this happened, it did not happen yesterday, but it could happen again. So we just got to be vigilant with the market overall. But let's take a look at the chart and then the first and second player price. So here's our very messy bar graph and line chart together. I don't like to use this much on the show just because there's so much data on it. But when we look at it from the right side, what's important here to know is that within the last couple of days, even though volume is yesterday was at 9.12 overall, the average volume was $69.70, which was in line with the day before at $69.56. So it's good to see a spike and it's good to see it level off within the net or back-to-back days. We'll find out what happens today. But looking at first player pricing here, so much green. Only two cards are down this week when you think of 623 to 628 to 616 to 622 and then yesterday only one card sold less than than the weekly average with that nolan ryan so a lot of positive movement here in the first player pricing and some good prices here i mean look mike trout 775 ken griffey 401 taking a peek at the second player pricing not as much green but to keep keep in mind here with these there's there's more inventory of these so these sometimes don't move up as fast or with the same velocity as the first player cards but for the most part, a lot of green here and still moving forward and some good sales overall. You look, Ichiro card, 22, 330 with two sales, up 26% versus the average from 623 to 628. And you even look like Mike Trout yesterday, up to 34.50. Now look, before it was 33.68, we get that. It's, it's pennies on a dollar, but it's good to see it moving up. Also, Mario Rivera, up to $56 from $47, up 18% yesterday. So that's really good to see. So when we have this much movement in the market from a positive perspective, does it become a buyer's market or does it become a seller's market? I mean, from a buying perspective, I think maybe the best buying time for these cards is maybe 10 days ago, but you can still get them for cheap because if you really pull the Twitter verse, social media, everyone's going to say project 2020 is failing. It's losing value. But if you actually look at the numbers, it's actually moving forward. So you can find deals out there. Like I just picked up a Roberto Clemente natural card number two for me uh, today. And it was a little bit higher than the average pricing for the past five days, but it was lower than the price of yesterday. So I don't know if everyone out there is attuned to these prices rising up. So there is still potential for deals out there. And then if you're selling right now, do you you know, selling at the peak is very challenging because you open yourself up for returns if the if the pricing does not stay, you know, steady for a while. But maybe if you have some extra cards you now, maybe you were lucky to pick up some early cards early on, maybe you move one now or maybe you move two, which will fund purchases on the back end. But it's a really interesting time right now in the market because you can you can find deals. Because people don't know the market's moving up and also you can sell because i think your, your risk of return is low at the moment so it's really tough today to have a second and a first card they both mean to me so many different things but when i look at these two cards the second one for me is going to be this roberto clemente but when you look at the actual card itself and you think about what does this card say to me as a buyer or as a or as a fan of project 2020 it's simply put, it, this is Roberto looking at his entire career as a rookie. He's, he's looking at the, the background, he's looking at, he's looking at the distance in a sense. This card is very somber because of what happened, of course, with Roberto Clemente uh, when he tragically passed away. But when you think about what he accomplished in his lifetime, it's just fantastic. So this card just to me has a very somber feel to it. And that's why it's just kind of not number one. But at the same time, it is a fantastic card overall. But now, let's take a look at Andrew Thiel and then where he came from, and also take a look at Roberto's history up to this point. So, here we are. Here is Andrew Thiel's library up to this moment. This will be his eighth card releasing and all vertical. So, hopefully, no one has an issue with the Clemente being vertical. Willie Mays, Mike Trout, Koufax, Ryan, Jeter, Maguire, and then Mattingly. His highest printed card is that Jeter at just under 21,000, followed closely behind by his Mark McGuire at 19800 and then his Mike Trout produced 13200 So when it comes to Andrew Thiel, he is a New York City-based artist, and apparently he is a world famous for large-scale textured paintings. I presume that's exactly what it says, but not being an art connoisseur, I don't exactly know what that means, but I just take it for what it means in the literal sense. But when you look at his artwork so far, and Andrew Thiel is an artist, for me personally, that I just don't have a favorite card. They all kind of, to me, look the same. They're all kind of the same style. Whereas I can look at different artists' cards and, and identify one that's better than the other. Maybe because he hasn't done a Nitro or a Griffey yet, I don't know. But maybe if I had to pick one, if it, if it was I had to make a decision right now, It's probably Maguire's 87 card that's the best. And now when you look at Roberto Clemente, this is also his eighth card. He had Mr. Cartoon, Natural, Grotesque, JK5, Old Man Allen, Matt Taylor we talked about yesterday, and then we had recently the Sophia Chang. His number one card was his last card with the Sophia Chang at 12000 And his lowest printed card right now is that Natural. At 1,819. So when you look at Roberto and you go, what are my favorite cards of his at the moment? Everyone knows my affection for grotesque in his design, but I actually, in this player for Roberto, I prefer the natural Roberto over the grotesque. I just, I really like that design. I think it's clean. So if the Roberto Clemente is my second favorite card, that means my first card is going to be this Dwight Gooden F dot, and it's for a couple of different reasons. And look, you're going to look at the Apple. You're going to see the Big Apple. You're going to see New York. But when it comes to FDOTS designs, he teaches us something about the player in every card. And it's, it's never overt, it's always hidden. And it takes a couple of days or a couple of hours to really look at what he's telling us. Second thing here is that these cards, and this is the reason why I'm such a big fan of Project 2020, especially of the artists who do these cards in the moment. Dwight Gooden has a mask on. In five, 10, 15 years, 20 years, we're gonna look back and we're gonna be able to say that card was produced in COVID-19 times. I mean, yes, 2020 is going to be the Spanish flu of 1919. This card is so specific to the time frame. It is just amazing. And there are things in there I'm sure that I'm missing right now that I'll be able to see in a day or two when somebody recognizes it. But I just love this card because it's going to teach us something at the end of the day. So this is Dot's seventh card overall. He's had Maguire, Mays, Ryan, Williams, Tony Gwynn and recently with the Jackie Robinson, his Mr. Padre Tony Gwynn is the highest printed card, right in the middle of the bubble at thirty-one thousand, and his Jackie Robinson sold fourteen thousand. So when it comes to F dot and what F dot does from a design perspective, he has the ability to take a, a piece of plywood on a window or a blank wall for a building and turn it into a fantastic mural. So if I were you, I would check out his work. But when it comes to what his work right now in Project 2020 is my favorite, it is that Jackie Robinson. Look, I'm a huge Robinson fan. My Mariners hat, my Mariners jersey, both have 42 on it. So for me, it's a dead dead giveaway. I really, really like Jackie Robinson. And thinking of teaching us something, there were some Easter eggs in that card. So I thought it was just a fantastic job overall with that Jackie Robinson. Now, this is Dwight Gooden's eighth card overall. Well, he let us off with Tyson Beck, which is the lowest print card in the set. Then Joshua Vides, Ermzy, Mr. Cartoon, Ben Baller, Grotesque, and then Fucci overall. His highest printed card is, no surprise, the Ben Baller, 25,928. And then his second highest printed card is that Grotesque at 88.54. When you talk about my favorite, it's not the Grotesque. So shocker there. It is actually the Fucci Dwight Gooden. That one is my favorite at the moment. Fucci is growing on me as an artist, and so I am really, really want to see the rest of his artwork come out. But right now, for me, Dwight Gooden, Fucci is the card to have. So now taking a look at pre-orders from Monday on the Matt Taylor Cal Ripken and the Tony Gwynn Gregory Siff. Tony Gwynn, second here with 37, and then Cal Ripken at 70. Where do I think those print runs are going to fall? And I wanted to look back at some player data to see where can we find some similarities here. Tony Gwynn with 37 pre-orders. Very much in line with Mark McGuire's Fucci. Sandy Koufax's. Ricky Henderson. And then Dwight Gooden's Fucci. His second. His last pre-order card was the Matt Taylor. He had 67. So to me, this card in the moment. When you think of the pr- the, the print runs where they're falling. I really like 4.25 to 5.25 on this one. I think it's going to fall right around 4,500. I don't know if there's going to be a big pickup on on the Topps website for this card, but I kind of like that that 4.5 range, or just a touch below. But we will find out tomorrow. And now looking at the Ripkin, 70 pre-orders. Looking back at some similar information here with with Cal Ripkin. Look, Ricky Henderson at 68, Willie Mays at 70, Gibson at 65. So a lot of cards recently that have similar numbers right around 70. Cal Ripken's last card was the Bin baller. You can never use that as a guide for a current release of a player. But to me on this one, I really like 5.5 to 6.5. I could see this one hitting 6,000 even with the Tony Gwynn coming in maybe at 4.5 or below. There's a lot of good uh, talk about this Ripken overall from Matt Taylor. So if you like this video and want to know more about my thoughts about Project 2020, check out that playlist on your screen right now.